Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash supernerdpals. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash supernerdpals. I just want to let it be known that I was in bed at 11.30, and for whatever reason, my mom was out until 4. When did I become the parent? Kirsty and I were in bed at 11. We were asleep at 11. We were done. Old people! Yeah, was... Old! We didn't go out. We watched Stranger, Stranger Things You're last Kirstie night. Kirsty are definitely, like, the same person. Now, Kirsty and I go to bed, like, on the regs. That's just normal for us. That's I got 10 old. hours of sleep last night. Yeah, you're fucking old. Yeah. I got seven and I feel great. Um I just sound Oh you're great. doing an audio unboxing, Ryan, of the Saw collection. <laughs> sure. Ooh, two weeks in a row we got an audio unboxing. Alright, describe what you're seeing right now, Ryan. Uh Show us, show and tell, show and the tell. Digital HD that clearly gets to tell me how much I wasted my money buying a Blu-ray box set of all seven. All right, movies. I'm stealing that code now that you showed it on the camera. Can I get dibs? Yeah, God here. Take a picture; it'll last longer. I'll take a picture and give it to us in the group chat. Um. So, disc one is Saw one and two. Disc two is three, four, and five. After disc one, you could just throw them right in the trash. <laughs> I think like the first two discs are are pretty pretty solid. I really just want to watch all the behind the scenes of all this. That's really what I want. To why do. did they Why did they put Saw one and two on disc the one? Two best movies. And then disc two is three, four, and five. Because six and seven is the last disc, and they purposely hid that from people. Wait, there was a seventh. Yeah. Jigsaw is the eighth one. Is that? It's the finale. Is that Saw? No, the final cut cut was supposed to be the finale. They brought it back because they were like, you know what? We gotta pay rent this week. Well, no. (laughs) Uh, James James Wan and Lee Whannell from like the beginning said that they wanted to do eight Saw movies. Then why they take like ten years to make the last one? They also was like. Rent is coming up, and I haven't paid that. And there in was quite an bit, Easter egg so... for it in Insidious, but Insidious came out ages ago. Are we gonna get Insidious versus Saw? Oh, Saw. Well, they're not really comparable. What the hell is Insidious even? Ryan, is that a did vampire? You, did you listen to last week's episode? By the way, I have not. No, I'm a terrible person. I just want to let it note that we have connected Blade oh, Runner. Sh- to Archie. What? Oh, yeah, it happened, yeah. They're the same universe, turns yeah, out. We we confirmed that it's all in it's the, the same, same universe. universe. I'm all caught up on Riverdale, by the way. Cool. I'm I'm not. Boo. I tried to I told my mother I was watching Riverdale and she was like, What is that? I was like, You remember Archie and Jughead? She's like the comics? I said, Yeah. Well now they groan so and they fuck. I said, no, it's not. I was like, it's a greener <laughs> reboot of all of that. As soon as I said reboot, she rolled her eyes. I was like, okay, well, listen. Don't knock it till you try it. I just want to let you know, Stan, that there was a scene in season two where it implies that Veronica goes... Well, she, she goes, goes into Archie's shower. And, like, that's all they show. Like, it just... The, the scene ends there. And... People were complaining that that was too adult for CW. I don't know why that and I'm like, but you got fucking Green Arrow going around killing like 6,000 people a day. That's true. 
But that's okay. That's okay. All right, so uh, welcome to Super Nerd Pals. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, girls, show the world. Let them know it's Halloween. It's all in your mind, so why not enjoy it? Shh. Listen. episode 134 of super nerd pals it's super spooky pals woo i'm your host brian marlo stan introduced himself so i'm andy (laughs) carasquilla and chris is mia because he probably got attacked by a zombie and died last night Mm. but we will miss you forever i'm stan gadarski again if i i don't remember i don't remember if i said it (laughs) you did here i am okay andy also just made a point of saying that (laughs) Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. It is year three of the Super Nerd Pals spooky episode. So, Ryan, since you didn't, you weren't here last week, I'm going to briefly connect Archie to Blade Runner. So, I'm scared. I'm scared. In the special features of Prometheus. Um, I didn't see that movie. Okay, I saw the movie. I didn't see It I didn't doesn't see the matter. Feature, I didn't see most but, of these movies. Okay, so they connected... The Blade Runner movies with Alien in those special features, Prometheus. Prometheus takes place in the Alien universe, right? Yeah, so no, that, that part I got. So that connects the Alien franchise with Blade Runner as occurring in the same universe. Now, Alien has fought Predator, which connects the Predator universe to Alien to Blade Runner. Archie versus Predator was a six-issue miniseries that came out two years ago. So therefore, Archie takes place in the Blade Runner universe, but that's not all. Right wait, now, wait, wait, time out. Wait, wait, wait. Go back to the Archie versus Predator bullshit. What did right. Archie do? Go after him with a baseball bat and Jughead threw cheeseburgers at it? Ryan, you seriously need to read Archie versus Predator. It's one of the best crossovers like I've ever read. Yeah, Stan was like following it on the show for a while, and like I have all every, six issues. Every issue sounded okay, amazing. Like, you want to give me all six issues and I'll read them. Literally, yeah, I with can, you sitting next to me. Yeah, I can. I can let you read them. They're it's really good. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, I don't want to give anything away, but there's a lot of murder. In I Archie love murder. Predator. Um, but they do it in the original so cartoon more. style, so it's like these cartoony versions of the Archie cast getting like murdered in the most violent ways possible. Cool. So <laughs> yeah, all right. So that connects them, but that's not all because right now DC Comics is doing a crossover where Betty and Veronica meet Harley and Ivy. So Archie's oh also God. connected to the Batman universe, but of course they are because there have been too many series. Where Alien has fought Batman, Alien has fought Superman, and Batman has fought Predator. So they're all connected anyway. Whose bright fucking idea was that? Also, Archie met the Punisher, so they're also connected to the Marvel Universe. Oh my god. <laughs> so there you go. This is the... Ryan's, Ryan's face right now says it all. Anyway, most of those are good stuff, so you should probably read and or watch... Those things I just mentioned. So, Ryan, have you seen Stranger Things 2? Okay. I have seen the first three episodes of Stranger Things 2. And obsessed. Love. It's just that we did not have enough time to 
binge the rest of the season. Like, let's be honest, I'll probably finish it tonight. Yeah, Ryan, but, I, Ryan, uh, Kirsten and I have seen all the first four episodes last night, so. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. Every, good. every little touch that they do with that show is just, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Absolutely fucking brilliant between the video games, the sets, the clothes, the music, sound design, the whole, all of it. Even the food that they eat is of the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Even, like, the brand stuff. Like, they have the old-ass Dr. Pepper cans and Pringles. It's just, ugh. It's a a really good attention to detail. I'm finding that this season is more character-driven than last season. Last season did definitely have its moments, its character moments, but I feel like it was mostly driven by the mystery of the Upside Down and the monster. This one I feel like we already know a lot about what happened, and so it's mostly focused on the characters and their relationship to each other. And how that changes when new things are introduced. Well, here's the thing. is, And again, this is only based on three episodes. I haven't seen the rest of it. I do not think so far that the kid who's playing Will... Not that he's a bad actor. I think he's, I think he's great. Um, I just don't think he is on par with his co-stars. I don't think he comes quite to the same level as they do. Now, maybe that's because I'm only three episodes in, but right now I'm just not seeing it. It might be like an adjustment period, because for season one, the only scenes he basically did were like... In the Upside Down. When he was with his friends initially, in the Upside Down, and then like... With his friends Yeah, he spent a lot of season one running around being like scared out of his mind. Also, maybe it's maybe maybe his maybe his characters written like that just because he spent the time in the upside down and now he has a different perspective. Well, also, right. he's spending he's spending most of his time alongside Winona Ryder, and so like yeah, I don't know why people shit all over Winona Ryder so much in this. Like, I saw I was scrolling through. I think it was either Facebook or Twitter the other day, and someone was like, I liked Winona Ryder better when she was stealing stuff from sex. And I was like, I see nothing wrong with her performance in Stranger Things. I think that everyone's become adjusted to, like, this kind of dark side Winona Ryder, and to see her as this, like, caring, like, scared mother character... It's very different from the role she used. It's to- called acting. It's what they're it's supposed true. to do. But but I feel like I feel like people are having a hard time adjust to it. Like for instance, let's say The Rock, we know him for all these action movies. Now let's say he just does a movie that's straight up comedy, no acting. Everyone's going to uh, I mean no action. Too fairy. Everyone's going to hate it. Well, yeah. <laughs> that movie was but, terrible. But yeah. again, but there not because of his acting skills, because it was just a really bad movie. But I feel like I feel like people like judge it harder based on like, oh well, they got The Rock and he's not funny. Mm, I guess. But it would probably be less less criticized if in the Tooth Fairy instead of The Rock it was Kevin Hart. <laughs> I could see that. That yeah. would be funny. I think I know. I actually, you know what? Maybe I don't even think Kevin Hart could save that movie. That was terrible. That movie is bad. But yes, I've never I see seen your it. Point. 
Winona Ryder as Joyce is really good. Um, she plays the the very like nearly unhinged, but also implicitly like great mother character like really well. She plays that. She plays <laughs> that perfect balance between unhinged, like completely unhinged, and really with it. And she finds that balance between the two of them to play Joyce. And it's just like, I, it's so amazing to just watch her do all of that. I love it. And also yeah. the fact that Sean Astin is in this season. just Yeah, yeah and he's old. That's weird to me. <laughs> that he's like a stepdad character. Yeah. That's weird yeah, to see. They're, uh, they're not in Middle Earth anymore. I was like, what? The first time I saw his face, because I guess I missed it in the opening credits. I, like, screamed. I was like, what the hell is Samwise Gamgee doing out of <laughs> fucking Middle Earth right I now? I keep like, having that same thought, too, when I see it. I just really like all the different character dynamics. Like, um... Oh, my God. Dustin's relationship with his mom? I, like, yeah. love them. She's just as much of a nerd as, as he is, and it's fantastic. I was like, oh my god, they're identical. This is so great. I don't need any more reason to love Dustin's I character. I already loved him from season one. I was like, I just... Yeah, me too. Ugh. But watching his relationship with his mom is just the cutest. Yeah, that that whole scene with the Ghostbuster trap was just, like, so funny. Oh, no. they're just... <laughs> they're like, <laughs> I'm like, aww. Yeah, it's great. I feel like... The one character who's, like, kind of plummeting for me is Mike. <laughs> I'll forgive him. I don't, like, I don't He's know, man. He's coming off the high of playing Richie fucking Tozer from It. Um, I'll forgive him. But he's but just, like... I also like... think he spends most of his time trying to find Eleven. Mm, yeah. I don't want to... damper on anyone's spirit. I don't want to put too much spoilers in this. Or I'm, I'm treading very lightly here, but, like, I feel... Eleven is potentially going on a path of being like a Carrie character. <laughs> like, if oh, I think she's already there. She's very. Luckily, her parental figure isn't as wild as Carrie's actual like mother. So, uh, yeah, fair enough. I think, but I I feel overall I'm really enjoying it. I feel I see a lot of people online saying it's not as good as season one, but I feel like it's not a good idea to try comparing the two seasons because two is like a progression of the themes and the characters in the in the first season, so it's not going to be as wild because this is not the first time you're seeing this happen. And I feel like for Stranger Things one, it took a lot of us by surprise. I know it took me and Kirsty by surprise at least, and now you know what to expect, and so. It's just, it's not like something to compare one to two. It's more like this is the same ride that we're on and there's going to be like ups and downs and the ride's going to be different the further it goes along. And I think overall it's been great. I have no complaints so far. No, I have no complaints about this season. I think it, but I also think it's like comparing apples and oranges to season one and season two. Season one, they're introducing you to this world within a world like we're already being thrown all the way back in the 80s which is a world we did not grow up in we were not hey listen one year i was there okay but that doesn't count one year you can't doesn't count you can't i'm 80s baby yeah, what are you, you talking say about you lived I'm you can't say baby. that you lived in the 80s and you were fucking like born days. in like 89 so 
yeah, okay, I grew up in the 80s. I grew up for three days in the 80s, but that's not the point. Like, we... Uh, <laughs> Listen, the 80s lasted until 1993, okay? That, that's actually kind of true. Uh, 1991, 1991. We didn't grow up in that world, so in season one, we're, like, being introduced to this, and you're sort of, like, marveling at all of that stuff, and then they throw in every other part of season one where you're like, oh my god, this is so good, and what are they going to do with XYZ, and Will, and Barb, and all this other shit. And they take you on this really, like, wacky ride. But for season two, I feel like you're like, all right, we get it, cool, we saw this. It's, it's sort of like season two is like the taunt of, you introduced us to this world, what else can you do? Like, what else can you can you give us? And I think they're delivering so far again. And this is only based on three episodes, but I don't know. I don't know why anybody would hate this so far. I mean, I guess because season one was like it was more like about the mystery, yeah. and as you guys have explained, this season seems more about like the character development and like. With the side of mystery, yeah. So yeah, there's new, there's I new guess things. The change is just yeah. There's new there's, there's, things. There's definitely new things to be like mysterious and to f- figure out this season. But it's not like we're not completely trying to figure out who the Demogorgon is and also the Upside Down and also like Eleven's history and also like. A lot of that stuff is already known to us. It's just peeling back further layers now. And so I feel like, like you said, Andy, the, a lot of the mystery is gone from that aspect. But I feel they do a good job of introducing new things. And just because we've been exposed to the Upside Down and its, it's like aspects, I feel like there's a, a degree of it being a little less spooky because we're all familiar with it. It's not... I mean, we've also only seen one area of the Upside That's Down. That's true. And I feel like they're so they're expanding on it in this season. Mm. Gradually. Gradually it's getting expanded. So, like... I mean, we've all seen the first episode, right? Yeah. Well, that, I don't think Andy's seen any of it. No, I haven't watched season two okay, at so all I yet. I won't say anything, but I will say that I almost forgot that Eleven was called Eleven for a reason. Yeah, because she was the Eleventh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. She wasn't the only one. So that starting it off with that, I think, was fucking brilliant, the way they started off this season. It's a great reminder. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But, yeah, that's all I have to really say about it. I'm not... Kirsten and I aren't halfway through it yet, so there's definitely more. <laughs> Stay tuned for Stranger Things 2 spoiler cast. <laughs> yeah, like, we can't, I can't give it a final grade or say what I think. I will say that the first four episodes are really good, and I can't wait yeah. to see where the season takes me. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Let's do the pull list. We don't have any news this week, by the way. It's it's so scary how there's no news, but woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's why we didn't do it this week. Um, but we do have the pull list. Uh, if you guys would kindly direct your attention to the group chat. Oh, <laughs> He's alive! 
<laughs> nah, he can't. It's done. It's over. He missed it. He missed it. We started. We were, we, were, we were doing. We were doing the. Well, we had no news, so let's do let's do pull list, guys. Let's yeah, let's do the pull list. I don't know what to do about Chris. We'll just move on to the pull list. Andy, what's your pulls this week? <laughs> Chris, I love you, but we're recording. <laughs> All right, well, I have to scroll up to get my, uh... All right, so Nightwing, issue 32, mm-hmm. and Walking Dead, issue 173. Are you up to date on The Walking Dead? I am slowly catching up. I am about five issues behind on The Walking mm-hmm. Dead, and I am, I think, also five issues behind, well, six now on mm-hmm. Nightwing. How many episodes so... of The Walking Dead are there? Episodes or issues? Not episodes, uh, seasons, I'm sorry. Actually... Eight, nine, uh, seasons, four, eight, nine, three, <laughs> no, no. seven. Um, Andy. If you want to know episode number, last Saturday, uh, last Sunday at the premiere episode was episode 100. Oh, okay. cool. So what are we on, like season eight? Season nine. Oh, so I'm about eight seasons behind on The Walking Dead. Sheesh. I'm about... Oh, it's, it is seven. getting... So good. I watched all of season one, and then when season two started, I was like, nope. Oh, Chris is on Skype. Well, this season of The Walking Dead is... He's just going to crash the podcast. He's going to show up. So let's get him in here. It's too late, though. I'm already recording. He's going to have to start recording late, and then I'm going to have to figure out how to splice it in. Well, we can all clap, and at that moment, that's where we start recording. that's where we sink I it up. I guess we could do that. How do we get him in here? Okay, there we go. <laughs> Chris, you are 30 <laughs> minutes late to the podcast. You missed the entire beginning of the podcast. Yeah, sorry guys. I was really drunk last night. I had a really good time at a Halloween party. So, <laughs> I got back at like 2 a.m. So, <laughs> I had a good time. <laughs> I told you! <laughs> Ryan called it. I said right, I saw right. him dressed up. He went out last night. We're not seeing Chris today. <laughs> Chris, are you recording? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Super nerd pals. Alright, just for syncing purposes, Chris said hold on, so okay. we're not syncing up just yet. I love you, fuckers. Chris, you walked in during the pull list section of the podcast, so... Okay. What are your pulls this week? <laughs> Alright, that's fine. Uh, his, shirt, his shirt is an exact representation of how he feels right yes. now? Yes. Okay. For those who can't... Oh, I mean, you guys can't see, but I'm wearing the One Punch Man OK shirt, and it's great. Alright, I'll just read my pulls while we're waiting. Yeah. Batman the Devastator. This is the one where Batman and the bat he's Batman and he's also Superman, I think. Or something like that. That was good. That was good. <laughs> why does he look like why does he look like Doomsday? I think he's incorporating Kryptonian DNA into his body, but then it doesn't turn him into like a handsome super guy. It turns him into like the the big rock boy. Mm. And also Batman the White Knight number two, which is good. That that's that first issue for White Knight was really good. I'm just I'll oh, say that. Chris to fill you in. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I unboxed my uh, box set of Saw and left you guys the HD digital copy code in the group chat. Oh, that's awesome. Wait, does it have like all the Saw movies? Yeah. Did, did, did Except you... Jigsaw. It has all seven. Oh, okay. Jigsaw just have came out Have you seen yesterday. Jigsaw yet? I won't have that on Blu-ray. Yeah, no. Oh, wait, but have you seen it already? No. I, I I'm really, seeing it today. I'm really excited. I really want to see it. I do, too. Anyway. But Tom gave me a pat on the shoulder and said, you can see that by yourself. Yeah, I don't like Saw. No. I'm not a Saw person. And then Friday, I'm seeing my friend Dom. Oh, my God. I, that, I, would, I want to see my friend. Okay. Oh. <laughs> If we talk about my friend Dahmer, we have to bring back Cannibal Facts because I can't not do that. <laughs> I'm so excited for my friend Dahmer. I'm so excited. I was petitioning for Cannibal Facts. Let's I'm do so it. I'm so excited for my friend Dahmer. Like, so excited. All right, Ryan, you can give us one Halloween Cannibal Fact just because it's Halloween. I don't have one. No, no. What do you I'm mean you don't have one? I'm going to save it for my friend Dahmer. <laughs> I'm saving it for my friend Dahmer. Uh. You can't. You can't talk about Jeffrey Dahmer and not talk about cannibalism. Wait, so give us at least a cannibal fact, like a random one, not one that you've given he, us he before. He ate people. Rando. That's all. It's it's done. That is the fact. And well, there is a movie. Uh, okay, well. Uh, Willem Dafoe fact. Willem Dafoe is not a cannibal. Uh, yes. Uh, you don't know that. Defected. You don't know that. This is Dafoe we're talking Super, about. Super Nerd Pals fact. None of us are cannibals. Um, uh, <laughs> no, we're not. I, I'm okay, not yeah, a cannibal. We had I'm... this discussion last time. No, stop. We're done. Your pork. <laughs> Batman the White Knight number two was yeah. the first one was really good. <laughs> That's the one where the Joker becomes the good person and the Batman he becomes a bad person. And he's stuck in Arkham yeah, Asylum. I can't and... read the second issue because the first issue was really good. Chris, do you have those pulls for me? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, so again, like Stan, I'm really excited for the Batman the Devastator number one. Uh, the White Knight number two, and this was a huge surprise to me. I didn't know this was happening, uh, but uh, one of my favorite comic book creators, Ben Templesmith, uh, he released um, a new arc of a horror comic called Wormwood Gentleman. Gen- oh, I'm sorry, Wormwood Gentleman Corpse. So it's basically this paranormal investigator. Uh, he's the he's like this. I guess this eldritch worm. He, he looks like a, a uh, like an earthworm, but he inhabits the body of a corpse, and he goes around solving like interdimensional eldritch like cases and stuff. It's really quirky so, and really weird. So what you're saying? It's spooky earthworm Jim the comic book. Yes, but he's a, he's a detective, and he's he's awesome. And um, so so apparently he was in space, and uh, the. A special agent from the U.S. government requested his help, and he's gonna try to save Washington D.C. So my backyard. Um, <laughs> so the, issue number two is coming out this week. I missed issue number one, so I need to pick it up. Uh, but I'm really excited because I love Ben Temple Smith. He's done a lot of my favorite comic books, like Thirty Days of Night, uh, Welcome to Hoxford. Uh, yeah, so he, he's most well known for Thirty Days of Night, which is one of my all-time favorite properties ever. Aren't there also 30 Days of Day? Uh, well, there's 30 Days of Night, then there's Dark Days, and then there's one more. Like, I like, think I think Stan means, like, Like, in real life. There, there actually is. Mm. Yeah, but that was the whole so, premise of the graphic novel and the, and the, and the movie. Like, yeah, ha- actually, have you actually heard of 30 Days yeah, of Night? Yeah, it's like vampires in Alaska or some shit. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's a time in Alaska where there are actually, an ent- it's an entire month of darkness. Like, there's no sun. 
Yeah, but also in Alaska, there's an entire month of light. Is there? Hmm. Yeah. It has to be. It's because it's because the way that the Earth rotates, so like the, the moon doesn't get to that part of the Earth for 30 days, and then vice versa, the sun doesn't get to that part of the Earth for 30 days. I remember my oh, boss, cool. when he went to... He, he went to Iceland, and it was kind of like that. Uh, it didn't get dark. It got, I mean, it got, like, the light dimmed to, like, dusk levels, but there was always sunlight, like, uh, at some point for, like, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks. Earth facts. Earth, Earth facts. facts. Wait, were me and Stan the only one that knew about that? I knew about 30 days of night. I didn't know about the 30 days of day. God, I know it was in other places, like in Iceland. But, yeah. Did, did you oh, all know yeah. that every year there's a, a winter solstice? Yes. Yeah. Earth facts. Yeah, and, and that's that's when the uh, during the winter solstice is when the water benders are at their peak. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> that's my polls. <laughs> I have before we get into the final topic, the group topic, which I don't know if you saw, Chris. Mm, okay. Nope. Well, I'll just do this real quick. DC House of Horror number one came out last week. If you all remember it from our poll list last week, um, that was the horror anthology that remixed certain origins of the DC superheroes into a horror slant. I read it. It was $10. $10, people. Was it worth it, though? Was it worth it? I think... Was it worth it? <sighs> so, all right. It was $10. It's a pretty hefty-sized book. It's like a mini graphic novel, almost. So it's like way more pages than your average comic book. Mm. Um, I just want to let it be known right now that Stan keeps emphasizing the ten dollars. Mm. Thus, I do not think Stan thought it was worth uh. it. You can't spoil her. <laughs> anyway, there's like I think six to eight different minor stories in there. One's Superman focused. One's Batman focused. One's Wonder Woman focused. There's one for the Justice League. There's one for Shazam. There's one for um, who am I missing? Two Face, and they each got a little hard twist to it with superman he's actually an alien that likes to kill people and he land his rocket lands on the kent farm and then he starts stalking martha to kill her this time he this time he doesn't love martha it doesn't happen in this one um wonder woman uh a group of women are having a slumber party and they break out the ouija board because you know that's always a good idea and one of them summons the spirit of an Amazon, which possesses her, and she goes on a killing spree. There, and obviously, when she looks in the mirror, it's okay. See, now that sounds like that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's like it's one of the better stories in the book. And okay. she looks in the mirror, and Wonder Woman stares back at her, but she's also running around disemboweling people on the streets. So there's that. Um, yeah, get those sausage links. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> the Justice League one I think is the best one of the bunch because it's called it's called Blackest Night. It's from the perspective of Green Lantern, and there's a zombie outbreak on planet Earth, and all the Justice League members are holed up on the Watchtower. But Barry shows up, and he's been bitten by a civilian, and so Barry succumbs to the virus, and he becomes the fastest zombie alive, and he starts tracking down and murdering the rest of the Justice League. <laughs> Damn it, Barry! <laughs> Who the fuck was able to bite the Flash? Well, they say that in the, in the thing. He's just like, how would you manage to get bit? And he was like, well, you gotta stand still sometimes. And also, it's a civilian, so he wasn't expecting the bite to come, you know? So, he got bit. And he shows up at the Watchtower around the same time that the outbreak is starting on Earth, so they don't know what's going on yet. 
but he succumbs to the virus really quickly and he starts taking out the rest of the Justice League. And the only one who gets away barely is the Green Lantern who gets his finger bitten off so he doesn't have access to his ring and he's slowly becoming a zombie himself. And it's a really good story. There's a lot of... And also Superman is on vacation so he's not around. (laughs) Of course. Where's vacationing too? Superman picked a great time to go on vacation. Yeah, of course he did. Um, But yeah. I mean that just goes to show you once Superman takes vacay, Earth yeah. is fucked. He can't he can't go on vacation evidently. Um, so he can't go on vacation and he can't die. Well, shit. The other stories are okay. They're they're not. They vary in quality. There's one where a guy who's supposed to be on the team to help demolish Arkham Asylum gets a vision in his brain of Harley Quinn who tells him to kill people. Um. There's the the worst one is probably the Two Face one, because it's Two Face. He's Harvey Dent, but he's not Two Face. But there's also a giant monster that's attacking the city. But there's also a serial killer who's like cutting people's faces open. It turns out to be him. But then he also gets blasted by the monster, and so half his face is gone. That's the story. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, so and the pay sh- ten dollars for that. And the Shazam story is not. It's not good. It's really not good. Um, it's worse than Harvey yeah, because it's just him having the Shazam guy, Captain Marvel, like whispering in his ear to say the word, and so it's just like he's just walking around the city, and it's just like this whisper in his ear, and the very last page is just him saying Shazam. You don't get to see what happens when he does it. <laughs> so, anyway, the thing oh, is, is that the the structure of the st- the book is that it's an anthology and so each story is only a few pages long and so that tends to be a detractor because they have to sort of shoehorn in this complete story in just a few pages and also be scary and that doesn't always work half the stories i argue don't really work that well the best ones like i said were the wonder woman and the justice league one and because it's dc house of horror number 1 I'm assuming and hoping that even though it was $10 and I don't think it's necessarily worth it, that they do this every year because they get a chance to make things better. Um, I think... Or they can, like, do maybe a continuation of, like, the Shazam story. I guess they could do that. I think going forward, the price point wouldn't be so bad because there is a lot of content here. It's just not very good. Um, I think they should cut out half the stories and extrapolate on half of them, like make them longer and only tell maybe four stories. I think that would do go a long way to making the stories better quality. Um, but I mean, it's $10, which was a lot to spend for something that wasn't super great. But if the content was good, then I wouldn't be so upset, especially if the book only comes once a year, you know? Um, that being said, I think it's a great idea. I think they should keep doing it because I like the horror anthology idea. They just need to make improvements. But yeah. Now the now the real question is: Do you think super nerd pals can make better stories? Yes. Yeah. We 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 have accomplished this many times over. We definitely could. Mm. Ow. We should do it for next year. The Super Nerd Pals right. Hair yeah, Horror so Anthology. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Put it in your pocket. I agree. We're keeping that idea. And yeah, I would say pass this year. 
or borrow from Stan and read the two stories that they're only worth. <laughs> Check it out, I guess. Only only buy if you think it's worth it. But go into your local comic shop and read it while it's on the wall and put it back. <laughs> I, listen, I don't know if I'd advocate that. Maybe, but <laughs> support your local comic shops. Read the previews that are online and decide for yourself if it's worth a buy. But I personally don't think it was worth it. I this think has been the, a Super Nerd Pals PSA. Yeah, the two stories in there were really good, but the other ones, yeah, yeah. I guess that's it for the pull list. We can move on to the final topic, which is final topic. your favorite horror media of the year. So this year, on this Halloween-themed episode of Super Nerd Pals, we've all watched Saw, maybe played, something that was scary this year. And this is the opportunity that we all have to talk about a little bit, recommend it, and yeah. I will say this, um, we've done this episode a couple times already, and we generally recommend spooky shit in general. This year, since we've done it a couple times, I want to focus on stuff that's come out this year, or stuff that you only experienced this year for the first time. So something that's new to you this year. Oh, that's interesting. So it could be something old that you just seen for the first time that you want to talk about, or it could be something brand new. I mean, I already have a topic in mind. I already got one. So. Okay. I got one. Okay. Stan, do you have one? Yes, I think. Yeah. I came. I came up with it. So. <laughs> okay. So, whoever wants to go first? Question mark. I'll go first. Okay. So I mean, th- this year was pretty good for horror. Yeah, uh, you got you got your you got your it. Um, uh, I think. Oh yeah, the Mist TV show came out, um, and those are my honorable mentions. But hands down, Stranger Things season two, I binged all of it already. Um, and God was, damn. Yeah, I know you guys discussed the first four, first four episodes, so maybe it's fortuitous I wasn't around because spoilers. But um, like it. It's more it's sci-fi action horror. Like I would compare, like when we talked about it last week, uh, there was a lot of talk how there's a bit of influence of James Cameron, and I totally get that. Like, like season two is the aliens to season one, Ripley Scott's Alien. Mm. Um, but like towards the end, like shit gets super weird and eldritch and like really awesome. And um, I think it's a little bit biased. I you know, I, I mean, I was, I've been literally waiting for Stranger Things all for an entire year. I think ever and everyone else has, and it did not disappoint. Um, but close second would be Penny, uh, it because Bill Skarsgård was super, super good, um, really awesome performance, and it was a really great adaptation and imagining. But it's got to be uh, season two Stranger Things, and oh, just a hot take. I don't know if you guys talked about it. Um, but did you know Mega Ran released a Stranger Things EP? Like, I don't know, like, the today? I do now. I actually didn't. Yeah, so it's a, it's a six, oh wait, I'm sorry, eight song EP, uh, called Mega Ran Strangers, uh, so you can get it on his SoundCloud or his, uh, his website, megaranmusic.com slash album slash strangers. So it's an eight, uh, eight track uh, EP uh, where all the songs are based on um, characters from the show. So first track is Strangers, second track is Mike, third is Dustin, fourth is Will, 
Fifth is Lucas. Sixth is Eleven. Seventh is Hopper. And there's a bonus track for Stranger Things Part 1. So that's more reasons to love Stranger shout, Things. Shout Mega out Ren's to dropping in. Man, Mega, Mega Ren. Ren just like churning out this music. Like he just had the new album come out recently. That's awesome. I mean, that's kind of like what he was talking to us about when we when we yeah, had. You should check on. out that episode a couple episodes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll drop that that link in the show notes. And oh, and this came out wow! This literally came out Friday, so he dropped it the same day Stranger Things dropped. So that's that's pretty epic. Mm. Cool. But yeah, that's uh, that's my pick. All right, I guess I'll go next. Um, so. I don't know. It was earlier this year, um, Friday the 13th released on the mm-hmm. PS4, and I've played it a lot since then, and that game is just so good, and, and like, it's really hard to explain. So each character, if you guys don't know, uh, you play as either seven camp, one of the seven camp counselors, or you play as Jason, um... Which is randomly picked. So Jason's objective is to kill the counselors. And then the counselor's objective is to either kill Jason or get away. So um, playing as the counselor is like the most frightening shit ever. <laughs> because you're running around trying to avoid being killed. And at any moment he can just pop up. Uh, he has this cool teleporting ability which allows you to, like, fast travel through where you're at and, like, pop up next to a counselor and kill him. If you're in the water and Jason's around you, you're basically dead because Jason can swim and, like, murder you in the water. Um, If, let's say, you um, fix the getaway boat, Jason can actually kill you right before you escape. And the same goes with the getaway car. Jason can stop the car and, like, murder you and whoever's in it. So there's, there's like, a lot of factors to this game. Um, it's online right now. I know they're working on a story mode, which will be fucking amazing. But just to play it with, like, seven friends, which I know sounds, like, impossible because we can barely get three of us together. Mm. Uh, we should still do it. Yeah, that... That game is is a really fun and crazy scary yeah, I've been, time. I've been having that game on my wish list for a while now. I'm gonna get around to it eventually. I'm really interested in their future plans for the campaign, a single player campaign. I'm all about that stuff. But the single player sounds really cool and something that doesn't happen too often in multiplayer games where you have that asymmetrical style of gameplay that actually works. So Yeah. Uh, Andy, correct me if I'm wrong, but is uh, Freddy Krueger a player? I thought I read news about that. Or is he is that Dead by Daylight that I'm thinking of? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I know that you can unlock different different Jason costumes, and there's there's a fuck ton of costumes for him. You could even be, like, NES purple Jason. Yep. Purple and blue. Yeah. yeah. Which looks really weird in-game, but it totally yeah. works. Cool. Thank you. All right, I'll go then. Um, so technically, all right, I'll, I'll give you my honorable mention first. It's Resident Evil 7. came out earlier this year. Um, one of my front runners, at least top five probably, we'll see, of game of the year for me. 
Resident Evil 6 was not good. I didn't like it at all. Nope. But 7 really brought it back to what made the first game I agree. super interesting and scary to me and did it in a way that was fresh. Um, gave you a new mansion and surrounding area to explore that made it really memorable. And It's also the first time we've gotten... 100% new cast. That's true. Well, 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 game, since... 100%, I don't know, 99, sure. <laughs> 99% new. Who was who the old cast? Um, Did you beat the game? Yeah, but but I'm not counting okay. that. Okay, all right. So about, if you're not like, counting that, then The fine. main character, all, all right, the villains, fine. they're fine, all fine, new. Fine, fine. That, that, that was just a way, like, <laughs> by the way, it's tied yeah, in. Yeah, all right. But, I got you. I got you. Yeah, all the all the characters are new. The cast is is scary. The family that chases you around is super scary and brings different types of gameplay stuff into the game. That's cool. Um, super scary. I I don't know how I managed to get through that game because I'm a scaredy cat, but I did it because that game was just too good to not play through. Um, I can't tell you how many times I ran to the safe room to save after doing like one small task. Like I feel like I added five hours to that game just running back to the safe room to say to make sure I didn't die. Um, closing doors behind me as I ran. It just it's a great game. Um, my number one pick for the year though is something that didn't necessarily come out this year, but I definitely started watching mostly this year, and that's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, <laughs> that anime is really cool. And it has a lot of horror elements vis-a-vis vampires. Um, there's a lot of body horror, vampires. And the third arc, Stardust Crusaders, is really off the chain and really cranks things up to 11, 12, 13. Um, all the stands that are introduced are equally scary. There's a lot of scary things that happen in that thing. Like a weird dude grows out of the main, one of the main character's arms and tries to murder him and everyone around him. <laughs> There's one where, uh, an entire, they go on a ghost ship basically and are attacked by a sentient gorilla. There's lots of insane things that go on there's there's a whole episode dedicated to a poker game where they play for the souls of their friends or whatever and sounds like Yu-Gi-Oh kinda yeah um, there's also one where they play a video game the main character Jotaro plays a video game against another character who will turn their friends into dolls if they lose and so they're playing like retro video games to see who survives basically there's, like, vanilla ice, which basically creates, like, black holes and sucks people yeah. up. And, and the main character yeah, is, like, awesome. a super vampire. Like, he's, like, double Dracula. And they have to, they have to defeat Dracula. double Dracula. His name, his name is... Who can stop yeah, time. who can stop time and is also a vampire. It's, it's kind of broken. It's crazy. And it's great. And there's... It's not, it's not scary in the sense of, like, oh, no, I'm so scared. But it has a lot of horror elements and it's really cool. And I... 100%, 1,000% recommend anybody watch that show because it's mm-hmm. awesome. And with uh, the part part four, like Diamonds Unbreakable, it has that like Stephen King-ish like small town suburbia, but there's like some e- hidden evil hidden underneath feel. So that's that's like another yeah, horror for sure. thing. So it's really good. Yeah, they managed to co- consistently keep this horror element even when the show gets like wacky and funny. Yeah, because the last part's well, the last part to come out. Um, news about part five isn't confirmed yet. Um, the only news that we know of is 
they're going to debate releasing part five, um, depending on the Blu-ray sales of parts three and four. Um, Buy them. But with, yes. But yeah, but part four, it's really goofy, like in that the color palette, it's, it's like extra weird and it's like very bright, but co- it contrasts a lot with like the main villains and like all these re- really weird, creepy things that are going around in this small Yeah, town. the main villain in part really awesome. four is a serial killer who kills people, who kills women and like hides their hands on his body, basically. And <laughs> he has a hand fetish. And he looks like David yeah, Bowie. And, one, and a ghost woman who was killed by him like one of his first victims or his first victim or something like that enlist the help of the heroes to go take him out. So there's definitely lots of horror stuff going on throughout Jojo and it's super cool. And the first two arcs are more, you should Ryan, you definitely should. The first two arcs are more straight, like Victorian Jack the Ripper vampire stuff. And, but then it goes through, (laughs) through modern times where part three is takes place in the eighties. And then the most recent, anime part takes place in the 90s so it goes through victorian era to today and it's a generational show so character main characters age die and new ones come up and they're always fighting over the top sexy posing vampires and it's great that's always fun (laughs) i've been meaning to get around to the show i just haven't had the time so good it took me so long to get into it no chris finally pushed me over the edge and i'm so glad that i started watching it because it's it's amazing. Would you would you recommend watching it subbed or dubbed? I like I uh, uh actually, I never actually heard that. So uh, I mean I subs. Yeah, for me. Crunchyroll has the the subs, so I watched it all in Japanese. But there are the there is the dub on Cartoon Network, and I think the Blu-rays have dual language, if I'm not mistaken. And dub's not bad. There's a lot of like English accents in the first arc because it takes place in Victorian England, but. I wa- I did watch some of Stardust, um, and it's it's pretty good. They're not necessarily how I expect them to sound because I've been listening to them in Japanese for so long. But they do a good job. It's a good dub. If you're if you're the kind of person who doesn't like to constantly look at their screen while they watch, because sometimes I like to watch TV and eat at the same time, and that's tough to do when you're watching something in Japanese. Um, do either. Inter- it's interchangeable depending on what you want, but. The one, the one uh, caveat for the Japanese version, you get to hear their hilarious, uh, like hilarious broken English, oh, yeah. and it's so good. Just like it's some of the the best memes uh, of the. I've I've actually watched a complete compilation video of like of like Joseph Joestar, like oh yeah. burger. Yeah. My favorite yeah. is like oh it's a baseball. That's like my favorite. <laughs> oh, you guys are crazy. Sorry, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. All right, Ryan, take us home with your pick. Okay. This should come as no surprise to anybody. I honorable mention for the year has to go to Mindhunter for me because Woo! as a true crime community member, it does so much for that little grouping. Um, if you're... I want to let you know I'm on I'm on episode two of Mindhunter. You got right finished Mindhunter. I just so, I just started. So I just started. But here's the thing: is so for people who aren't really heavy into true crime, there's a nice, subtle but not so subtle uh, B plot that is woven throughout the entire season, and it should it should intrigue people. Um, the only reason why I know who it was right away was A, the person looks so much like them, and B, 
I judged where we were and the time period. And I was like, I know exactly who this is supposed to be. That is fucking rad. And even though nothing really like happens with it, uh, it just sort of stays in the background. It's, it was an, it was just, it was brilliantly tapped into with all of that. Um, for those of you who don't really know anything about Mindhunter, it is uh, a Netflix original directed by David Fincher. David Fincher? David Fincher. And it is based on a book, and Jonathan Groff plays a very young FBI agent who is based on a real FBI profiler who wrote Mind who co-wrote Mindhunter, uh, the book. And it's about the FBI interviewing serial killers to create a, a profile uh, and establish serial killers disorganized versus organized mass murderers and it's how the FBI created the huge database for all of the serial killers that sort of exist today so you see people like Ed Kemper uh, Richard Speck um, they talk about Manson a lot and it was it's sort of like and this also happens, like, right, um, it's, like, right after they caught Son of Sam. Yeah, they're right? coming off of Son of Sam. There is no mention of the original, uh, not the original Night Stalker, but Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. But, whatever, you don't, you don't have to mention him. Like, everyone sort of gets where you are. And I will, I'll put this bluntly, it is, it is porn for, for true crime fanatics. It is, it was, it was so good. I'm very excited for season two. I, I love where they ended it, so I can't wait to see what they're going to do at season two. Um, see, see, Ryan, I'm, I'm a bit on the other side. Like I really enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. And like, it was really gripping, but I thought that it ended weekly in the last or on the finale. Cause um, like when I was, when I was binge watching it and I got to like the last moment of was like episode 10, I was like, Oh wait, I can't wait for like episode 11. Nope. And, and, and then it was like, it was, and it's like, Oh, well that's weird. I mean, I, I didn't feel like there was any, like res like resolution i i felt like is. i mean i i mean oh boy it's a cool cliffhanger but Shit. like you said there was this b plot that was going on like th stringing throughout and the that's entire how Chris feels on mine hunters i missed all of that maybe they were trying to test the waters and try to set up for season 2 but um i mean i i just thought the ending was weak and uh, it was like oh man it's like and and yeah i mean i don't want to give any spoilers but i i i I was like, oh, I, I wish it ended in a different way where we had more closure. But well, I don't. The the th well, I mean, I I understand what you're saying, what you're saying, but I I, it was such it was such a nice touch, like psychologically speaking. So I I don't know. There was just I don't. For me, I just thought it was there was nice little touches that they had everywhere, all over that. So, uh mm -hmm. yeah. But for me, my winner isn't even it because I already went on my tirade for that and that will always have a special place in my heart. But for me, currently, I'm still on, like, a cult of Chucky high. Ooh. I loved it. Um, Tom hated it. Shocker. Mm. Uh, even though it was his idea to watch it with me. Um, I Chucky was my introduction to horror, so Chucky will always have a place in my heart. And you... For the same reason that people hate the ridiculousness of it, I love it. 
Like, think about it. It's a child's toy that goes around killing people. Like, that's there's just something so brilliant about it. So, Cult of Chucky just took that to a whole new goddamn level. I want Don Mancini to just keep making Chucky movies till he dies. <laughs> just love. <laughs> love, love, love. So, is it a bunch of... A cultist resurrecting Chucky from the dead uh, back into a doll? Or... Well, okay, I don't know how spoilery y'all want me to get. I mean, the last Chucky movie I watched was Child's Play oh, 3. Oh, catch up. Oh, well, no. I mean, if you want to count Bride and Son of yeah. Chucky, then... Did you see Curse of Chucky? No. Okay. I haven't okay, seen it. Well, so do you need to watch the other movies to get this I'm movie? Gonna, yeah, I'm going to say yes, though, because Curse of Chucky tied up Child's Play 1 through Seed of Chucky. It, it tied all that up in a, not a neat little bow, in a Chucky little bow. And then in Cult of Chucky, they bring back characters from Child's Play 1 through 3. So... Oh, that's interesting. And and they really, he's really coming f- full circle. But they, tr- when they call the movie Cult of Chucky, Chucky, it's truly becoming a cult. Um, for what they do with this movie, so I don't want to be one of those people that's like, well, you have to see all of them. But you, you kind of do because by the time the movie ended, I I saw the last scene in the movie and I got really excited. I was like, great, they're setting us up for another one. This is going to be awesome. And Tom looks at me and goes, who the fuck is that? So, unless you've seen all of them, you're really not going to get how amazing Don is at bringing all of these people together. Because he's so dead set on having the people who played these characters in Child's Play come back and play them as adults. Which I think is the best touch and the best part of all of these movies. So, if you haven't seen Cult of Chucky, go out and watch it, but please watch everything first. (laughs) Give, give me a list. Give me a list of three ends of characters that came back besides Chucky. Andy, Kyle, and and Tiffany. That's interesting. Exactly. So it's. I didn't think they would bring back Tiffany, but. And it's and it's truly Tiffany. So it, it's just oh, it's so good. And you, again, you have to see Curse of Chucky for me to sort of understand why I'm saying it's it's truly Tiffany. Because even in Seed of Chucky, they sort of play around with that. So. Yeah. It was so good, but yeah. Um. Yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. Cool. Go see Cult right. of Chucky. Go see all the Chucky movies. I'm literally staring at my box set. I've seen Child's Play one and Bride of Chucky. What? What? Child's Play two was so. Child's good. Play three was Child's what Play started three. me on horror. I don't. I don't really like Child's Play three. I've seen one and Honestly. two. I think Bride of Chucky and like Seed of Chucky mm. or something like that. I think is it called, it is Seed, of called Seed of Chucky? Yeah. 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 I'm the only one that's, like, two movies behind, I guess. Well, I'm many movies behind, but... Stan is all the movies behind, so yeah. go go fix that. I guess, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Curse and Cult of Chucky are both on Netflix, I believe. Yes, and Brad Dourif's daughters in both of them. Cool. Fiona. I don't know if you guys watched Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, but she's in that, too. She's fucking brilliant. Mm. Um, but I'll put a pin in that. Um, watching Fiona Dorif act, quote unquote, alongside her dad was the coolest fucking thing ever. So, everyone, go watch Chucky. It'll take all day, but go watch all the Chucky movies. I mean, I'm I just have to watch two, Fine, but whatever. That'll take like three two. hours. Um, and with that, Ryan, would you like to take us home? Okay. This concludes our spooky episode, which I would like to 
I would like to point out that usually I am a guest on on these episodes. This is like the first year I'm not, so this was special for me. Woo! Um, Woo! And we're all here. We're all not in the ghost dimension now. I mean, Chris, you were late to the party, so hold on now. Yeah. I pull you out of the upside down. You pull me out. Chris, your penalty is go take a shot. I have beer. I have beer. I don't have any shots Hair the dog, man. Hair the dog. Chris, I want you to know that I moved to this place last year and had a housewarming party, uh-huh. and I still have liquor from that housewarming still? party. Still? Yeah, then I should, uh, go, I should come through your I place. I have, like, 20 bottles I'm, of liquor I'm here. Gonna, I'm going to attempt great. to do this. I'm going to pick up my laptop and direct your attention to our bar. I wish. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is completely stocked, full of alcohol. I mean... I'm more amazed at that little R2-D2. Right? <laughs> we have BB-8 around here somewhere, too. Yeah, we have the little BB-8 that drives around by himself. And R2's really annoying. I mean, I love him, but he's really annoying. Which is why he's in the corner and never moves. Um, but that is episode 134 of Super Nerd Pals! Woo! This is our third Halloween special. I know, special. I'm so excited. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore red underscore horror. Come at me with all of your shit. I literally don't care. We'll take on every single one of you. If you want to <laughs> tweet at her so you can get some more cannibal facts. We're going to wait for the My Friend Dahmer episode because I will <laughs> unload on all y'all shitheads. Ryan, Ryan, yeah. Ryan, real quick. Are you watching that on Friday before Sunday? I'm going to try to, yes. I might, I might even go see it. Can we? Because we need to. Speak I might about even go that. see it by myself because I need to go see this. For, putting aside the fact that they have a former Disney Channel kid playing Dahmer, he looks so much. Like, it's scary how much he looks <laughs> like him. Like, I thought Jeremy Renner was like the poster child of being Dahmer, but this kid looks eerily like him. The two of them could be Dahmer in a biopic together. But pinning that, we're gonna get to that next week. But yes. Come at me for your cannibal effects that you don't want, that I'm just going to give you because you don't want them. Mm. It's going to happen. I'm saying it is. You find me on Twitter at Stan Doom. <laughs> Doom. Amanda Carascola, you can find me at uh, on Twitter at SweetJustice1. I'm Chris Sampson. You can find me on Twitter at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K-Y-O Ninja for Hire. woo And you can find us on Facebook.com <laughs> slash groups. <laughs> Slash Super, Super Nerd, Nerd Pals. Pals. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You can find this podcast literally everywhere. Just Google us. We're we're on the internet. Yep. iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, that. Google Play. I'm doing terrible. It's fine. SuperNerdPals.com. SuperNerdPals.com. Super Nerd Pals mm-hmm. everywhere. Cult of Super Nerd Pals. Yes! Ooh, no, we're not yay. a cult. No, it's fine. No, we're, no, we're no, a cult. We're a cult. It's we have, canon we have, now. Enough, it's we have followers. We have a cult. <laughs> it's canon. We can, we can call ourselves that. Are 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 we worshiping something, or are the listeners worshiping? worshiping, uh, we're, worshiping, worshiping we're worshiping nerdism. Yeah. Yes. Come on, Chris. It's fine. He still has. Who's the patron god of nerds? It's literally. You can email name. us as pals at supernerdpals.com. <laughs> and have a happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Ooh, spooky. Oh. Lord. <laughs> Lightning. That was lightning. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks for listening.